Cornerstone Podcast. Coach Stone Podcast number 26. I want to thank everyone for listening to Coach Stone Podcast. Thank JC Hawks Radio, JC Hawks Sports Network, DJ. Thank you for so much for asking me to do this. Remember, if you ever miss an episode or any of the podcasts, you can listen to them on iTunes and Stitcher and just look under JC Hawks Radio. Also, remember to go to my website for more information, podcasts, blogs, books, football tips, and free PE games. Go to CoachStoneFootball.com. Also, I recommend when you go to my website, go to the bottom of my website for the promo codes of all the products that I think would help you as a coach or a player. Some you will hear during commercial breaks during this podcast. With that being said, my next guest for Coach Stone Podcast number 26 is a great friend of mine, former colleague with when we worked together, Chris Capazito, recruiting coordinator, linebackers coach at St. Thomas Aquinas College, Spark Hill, New York. Coach, how you doing? What's up, Stone? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, I, I don't know about you, but that that title with the college and everything, that was like a tongue twister, no offense. I was like, St. Thomas, you know, I'm doing it all all in one little suit. That's awesome, though. Hey, I'm doing great. I'm glad you're doing great. I, I know you listen to the show all the time. You were just making fun of me before before the before we started this thing when I when I messed up on purpose on Willie Pyle. And I said he went to the wrong college, and then you were like, he just got you right in the place right there and then. So that's awesome. Absolutely. So Chris, you know the game plan pretty much. We're going to have a pregame. You're going to talk about yourself. We've got some great questions, a kickoff question, first drive question, go and get some water at halftime, maybe watch some wrestling, and then we'll come back with a kick return question, second drive question, overtime, and then we will call the game. Does that sound like a fan? That works for me. All right, Chris, the floor is yours. Pre-game, talk about yourself, man. Go ahead. So my name is Chris Capizzuto. I've been uh, coaching football since I was uh, 20 years old. I've uh, coached for a little over 15 seasons. I uh, have been a high school head coach at Palisade Prep and Roosevelt High School in Yonkers. I served as an assistant coach in schools like Tappan Zee High School at Clarkstown High School North. Um, both in Rockland County, coached at Lehman High School where I taught. I've also had the opportunity to coach at the collegiate level, initially at Maritime College as their defensive backs coach. And currently I am the linebackers coach and the recruiting coordinator at St. Thomas Aquinas College for our sprint football program. I previously worked with you serving as a master trainer for three years with USA Football, which was probably the most amazing coaching experience of my life. The opportunity to go and help promote a better, safer game was awesome. Getting to travel around the country with people like yourself, Coach Pyle, you know, it, it was fantastic. Working with people like Coach DiGaetano, who's currently at Fordham, uh, working under the tutelage of Michael Haynes and Andy Ryland, you know, I really had the opportunity to grow as a coach. Um, my friends looked out for me, gave me opportunities to go and coach in different countries. Um, you know, I'll give you partial credit and Mike <laughs> credit as well. Um, and Chad Hester, can't forget Chad for helping me get over there and running a camp over in Ansbach, Germany, which 
still, I don't understand how my newlywed wife allowed me to travel for all but 15 days the summer we got married. But uh, USA Football was great to me. Um, I hope those people that I'd ran clinics for feel the same way about how I presented the material. You know, coaching's uh, a great game, and football's an amazing game, and it's presented me wonderful opportunities in life, and I can't say enough. You know, my background is as a teacher, primarily. Um, I serve currently as the peer collaborative teacher at Lehman High School in the Bronx, where my team and I facilitate all the professional learning for our, our teachers. So that really came directly from that USA football piece, that adult education piece is so important, not only on the football field, but also in the classroom helping promote quality education, quality instruction. It's really important to me. That's awesome. Hey, listen, I, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for putting me in the class with some of those guys. I mean, those are some great cats we've had. We met a lot of them in the time that we were there, and it, it was a wonderful time, if that makes sense. So, all right, perfect. Coach, Cap, we're going to do this. We're going to go commercial break. We're going to come back after commercial break. we got the first question, and I know it's a doozy. And I know we talk about this all the time because we, we talk at least once a week. If it's not about football, it's about wrestling or other cool things in life like our wives. So if that's okay with you, we're going to go with a commercial and come right back. Absolutely. Perfect. Coach Stone Podcast number 26, Chris Capazito, recruiting coordinator, linebackers coach, St. Thomas Aquinas College. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Do you preach about ball security? Is getting better each day something you strive to do? Do you want to work to eliminate fumbles? The high and tight teaching football is a revolutionary designed football that encompasses virtually every method known to eliminate fumbling, thus maximizing your opportunity to be victorious. The high and tight teaching and training football is state-of-the-art patent football that gives athletes and those around instant audible feedback when you are holding the football correctly, high and tight, thus closing the gap between the wrist and the body and the elbow and the body. Whether you're a player, utilize the wing tee carrying with two hands over the ball or a pro style against their body, high and tight provides an audible alert when proper hold is executed correctly. Start to create habits that win games with teaching your players how to carry the ball high and tight. Order yours today at highandtight.com. Use promo code COACHSTONE to save. Back from commercial break, we have Chris Capazito, recruiting coordinator, linebackers coach at Stack. I love that little short acronym. Coach Cap was telling me before pregame. I didn't want to shoot it out right away, Coach Cap. I'm sorry. Before we go to the kickoff question, let's do this. Tell people how to follow you on social media, Coach. So I am on Twitter. It's at Coach Cap, S-T-A-C-F-B. So at Coach Cap, Stack, F-B. Awesome. Here we go. Kickoff question, Coach. Here's a hard one. How did football become a, a, such an important piece of your life? The floor so is yours. Th this is a, an emotional question to me because football has been uh, such a, a pivotal piece of my life going back to when I was a small child. I really grew up watching football with my uncle, uh, my uncle Foreman, who passed away when I was nine years old. Um, up until that point, 
we watched football on Sundays together, Saturdays, you know, watching the Miami Hurricanes. And he was a huge Miami Dolphins fan, so I watched both of them with him. I did inherit the gene to love the University of Miami. I did not pick up the love for the Dolphins. But that was every weekend we were together watching football. He was like my best friend, as much as a nine-year-old can have. And with that, I started playing Pop Warner football from the age of seven. Some of those guys are still my friends. My wife hates when I run into them um, in the bagel store because we will stay and talk about youth football for 45 minutes, talking about a game that we played now probably 30 years ago. It's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) But at the same time, those formative years, that game was my connection to my uncle. So when he passed, football stayed a really important part of my life because that was that last connection I had to him. Um, Playing through most of high school, I was injured. Um, I had had two shoulder operations in high school, uh, both from baseball injuries, not from football injuries, and both wound up costing me a large portion of my high school career. And I wound up not actually playing my senior year um, because I couldn't handle taking hits to the shoulder which was incredibly frustrating. But uh, as soon as I went away to college, I I sent an email to my football coach, Coach Butler, who, tremendous man, um, reached out to him and said, hey, coach, I want to get involved in coaching. You know, at that point I had volunteered to coach a little bit of baseball with a friend of mine who was coaching freshmen. And he said, hey, what do you want to learn? How much do you want to be invested? And to me, I dove headfirst in. Because, again, that connection to my uncle, that importance of keeping that bond alive so that eventually when I had a wife or down the line when I have children, I can talk about that bond and it makes sense because they can see it. So to me, football isn't just a game. It's a relationship with someone that's long past but still kind of with me all the time through that football. So it it may sound silly to some people that don't understand that kind of bond, but to me, you know, any year that I've sat out coaching, I I have a yearn for it. I miss it because I feel like I'm almost letting him down, which might sound silly, but to me that was so important that the year I got married going around the the world coaching football, that that was kind of a testament to – what he taught me and how important that game was to him and in turn became to me and my family as well. That's awesome. You know, I, 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 I don't want to even go to commercial break yet, coach. That's so good. Here, let's do this. Let's add this now and there. Why do you coach football? I coach football to build relationships with young men or young women that are a part of this game. Um, I coach to kind of spread the love of the sport to help teach the life lessons that are there for football. All the major life lessons I've learned tie directly back to a situation on a football field. Adversity, overcoming those obstacles, you know, missing the majority of my high school career with injuries, that to me was getting through that helps me get through any challenges that I've faced in life. It showed me at a young age that you can overcome adversity. You know, it's not easy. It's very difficult. But overcoming those challenges is easier when you have a team at your back. It's building those relationships with people that I I talked about earlier with with 
those youth players that I still see in the neighborhood now or my high school teammates who I don't talk to a whole lot of them, but when I do run into them, it, it, we have war stories. And passing that on to another generation that in a lot of ways has a million different options than what we had growing up to instill the discipline that it takes to play football, to teach them that, hey, you can overcome those obstacles and face adversity head on. You can work as a team. What other sport is there that everyone has to work in unison on every given play for it to be successful? You know, you can you can talk about other sports being having a team concept, but if you have a great pitcher in baseball, it doesn't matter how your other eight are. All you got to do is score one run if your pitcher shuts everybody down. Same thing with basketball. If you have one player that dominates a game, you can win that game. Football, you can have the best running back in the world and not win football games because the rest of the team didn't carry their end. And that ability to work in teams, especially you, you go out in any field now. Everybody talks about the team, the team, the team. Well, you can't have a team unless you fully understand what the team concept is. And that comes from sports like football. So passing that on, knowing that by presenting that to young men, young women, it gives them the opportunity to grow, the opportunity to foster themselves. The opportunity for 48 minutes in high school, 60 minutes in college and professional football to go out there and work together and then face those challenges together, it's such a unique and amazing sport. And especially in today's environment where everything is focused around head injuries, the opportunity to teach football properly to educate coaches, to educate players. It's fantastic to watch them take that ball and then run with it. And I've seen growth in young men and young women through every camp that we've run, every practice that that I've ever been a part of, teaching football the right way in a better and safer way has helped guide these young people through life. And having athletes come back and tell you the impact that you've made on their lives, there are times when I don't want to hear it because it will make me emotional because I realize the gift of football is a true gift, you know, and people that haven't played the sport don't fully understand that. But being able to pass on such a unique and wonderful sport to a new group of student athletes every year, just it's humbling to me. And it's still exciting and something that I look forward to every day. Since I took this position at St. Thomas Aquinas College, I'm excited for football. I love it. You know, I'll, I'll be in meetings for five, six hours and still come home with a smile on my face because I'm coaching football. And I know the experience we're going to provide to these student-athletes is unique and exciting. That, coach, that is awesome. I, I don't know. We should just call the game right now. I mean, heck. But I got we got go, more great questions. Let's go to two commercial breaks because we need to take a little like a water break after this commercial break because that was, Chris, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. You talked from the heart, those two questions, and that was awesome. I totally appreciate you that. My pleasure, man. All right, let's go to commercial break. Coach Stone Podcast number 26. We'll be back with Coach Cap. 
recruiting coordinator and linebackers coach at Stack. We'll be right back. Go Army Edge Football is a free game-changing app that allows coaches to draw their plays with X's and O's like on a whiteboard and then get the mental reps from the first person's perspective of any position on the field with real-time 3D graphics or virtual reality. Go Army Edge Football comes preloaded with many example plays and drills for concepts such as formation recognition and RPO reads. Any coach in any system can benefit from demonstrating in Go Army Edge football, and every player can become a better football player with extra reps in the app. Go visit them on their Twitter or Facebook, insert at Go Army Edge. Huddle is a leading software company revolutionizing the way coaches and athletes prepare and stay ahead of the competition. Go to at Huddle Football on Twitter or go to www.huddle.com slash football for more information on Huddle. Back from Coach Stone Podcast with Coach Cap from Stack College. Stack is the college coach. It's St. Thomas Aquinas College. That's Stack. I'm sorry. My ball, my bad. Linebackers coach, recruiting coordinator. Coach, first drive question. Here you go. Who was who has influenced you the most during your coaching career? So that's a great question. Um, I'm a firm believer in you pick up something from everyone that you've ever interacted with and coached with. Um, but looking back at my coaching career, there are a few coaches that have really taken me under their wing and really taught me important lessons um, in coaching. So the first one I'm going to mention is Joe Trongone at Clarkstown High School North. The man is a fantastic coach. He's transformed that program from a perennial team that struggles to a team that's now qualifying for the playoffs consistently, competing for, for championships year in and year out. But watching his dedication and his work ethic and how he went into every day trying to find a new way to reach his team and build them up. And I was a part of the staff when we were really starting to turn the corner and watching his perseverance and watching the players take to him. I really, I came to the understanding of how important building those relationships with a player are that those kids would run through the proverbial brick wall for him because they knew not only did he care, he loved his players, and he still does, and he's still doing a wonderful job there. And those kids will do anything for that man. And when I walked away to go take a position where I was working, it was a really tough decision at that time because, to me, I had really kind of worked my way into being in his hip pocket. I knew if I wanted to be a head coach – I needed to learn from him. So I became very much his lackey. I followed him around like, like a, a lost puppy at times. You know, he went to those meetings that no coach wants to go to. I was right there by his side. Funny, when, it, when I became a head coach, I couldn't get anyone to go to those meetings with me. But I <laughs> learned so much from him. Um, and I don't think he ever realized how much I truly appreciate everything he did for my career. So he, he's definitely the first one I need to mention. Now, our mutual colleague, Coach D. Gaetano, or our mutual former colleague with USA Football and at Maritime College for me, Coach Dig brought me on 
on a handshake, said, hey, I'll get you the interview. You just got to do the rest, and then we're going to work you to death. And his techniques, his ability to bring the game every day with relentless enthusiasm, attacking the day, um, it really it inspired me in a lot of ways. Again, someone that I don't think I've thanked nearly enough. And in retrospect, there are times when he was like an older brother to me, and we had that brother relationship, and you can attest to this, because I'm sure more than a, a time or two I, I've complained about Coach Dig because he treated me like a little brother. But in retrospect, looking at that, I learned so much from him. And, and when you see me on the field, you can see that come out in me, whether it's in mannerisms or just the way I carry myself on a field with confidence because he really took my coaching to that next level, adding the huddle piece to it and adding how to break down film. Like I thought I knew how to break down film when I got there, but just to take everything down to that granular level, working with him, and I know he's taken it up six or seven notches since then, so I can only imagine where he's at now. But that was a great opportunity for me as a fairly young coach who's coming off a head coaching job that I probably wasn't fully prepared for yet. And learning this at the college level took my game to a whole nother level. And then him getting me involved with USA football, you know, he worked with a ton of amazing guys. And he thought I was good enough to, to recommend to the powers that be at USA football. And when Mike Haynes reached out with that phone call to me, you know, I, I was so taken aback because I looked around a room when we went for training that first time, and you were the first person I spoke to, Stone, when, when I walked into the, uh, that grill for dinner that first night, and we sat down and we talked. And I'm looking around the room, and I'm going, that guy's won six state championships and hasn't lost in, in five years. And John Roderick, yep. Yep, and, and Matt Gallagher as well in New York. Matt Gallagher who to this day is still one of my really good friends in coaching, and I, I, another one that any time I need anything, I know I could pick up the phone to, him, to reach out to him. It, you know, I didn't necessarily feel I belonged in that room looking around with all these great coaches. And Dig really was like, no, you do belong. You know, find your niche. And I did, and, and I thought I did it very well for the time I was with the company. So, you know, I appreciate everything he did for me. And then obviously working with people like you and Mike Haynes with USA Football. You know, I, I have Coach Stone mannerisms now, and I don't know if I appreciate that or not. <laughs> but, but the fact that I can pick up a phone and reach out to, to the two of you anytime I need to to talk about football, to talk about how I better myself as a coach or as a man, and I know that you guys will take my calls anytime I do. And Mike and I have had amazing conversations just about society as a whole where it kind of, I don't know if it, the intention was to teach me to be a well-rounded coach, but in those conversations, I became a well-rounded coach because I became more aware of situations my athletes might face just by talking to Mike. And that took it to the next level. You, the, the week that the four horsemen of USA football spent in, uh, out in Elko, Nevada, that transformed my coaching, man. I, I found a voice in me that I didn't know I had that week. You know, we just, not only did we get the job done and the job done really well, 
we had fun. And we did. It kind of it was all about oh, like that's what coaching's about building relationships. Like I had talked to Willie for years when we went to training, but spending the week rooming with Willie, just being able to talk football, talk life, talk experiences, it again gave me something I can now go back to my student athletes and talk about and know that if I ever had a question, I could pick up the phone and call any of the four of you. So that USA football piece is so important. You know, I still text Wayne all the time just to reach out to see how he's doing. You know, and I wish he lived closer so we could get together. And same thing with you. Um, obviously, you know, Chicago and, and you have a lot of children and I have none. <laughs> so I, I don't know how I do with a house of five kids and stone. But, you know, again, those relationships are so important. And, and moving forward even more, there, there's one more guy that taught me about the whole student-athlete, that character development piece, and that, that's Andy D. Domenico, who is the head coach at Tappan Zee High School, my high school alma mater, and he showed me that you walk into a room, you have 50 student-athletes, but they have 50 different personalities, and you have to truly get to know who they are, but also build up their character. Because they may make mistakes, but let's make it so that they can self-correct rather than we have to correct. Teaching them to take ownership. Things like gratitude. You know, to this day, after working with him, and I got a thank you card from a player, and it, it took my breath away. Just that I was appreciated that much and that a student took the time. And with that, the day before Thanksgiving every year in my classroom, I go out and I buy 300 thank you cards for my students to write letters to their teachers, their school aides, the school nurse, the custodians, just to kind of build morale. And I learned that from working with Andy. And it's something that I, I will never take for granted again because I feel it's such an important piece. Because at the end of the day, I may never coach someone that makes it to the NFL. But that doesn't mean I can't coach a thousand great human beings. And that's my goal every year is to put out great human beings. That's awesome. Hey, Cap, that is great. Hey, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for even putting me in with those guys. And the A-team, you know who you are, you four. Heck, that, that group of coaches could win a gold medal easily. I'm just saying. You put Wayne in charge, he could win a gold anytime, anyplace, anywhere. So I'm not, I'm not downplaying anybody. I'm not doing anything rude. I'm just saying, Wayne, you are wonderful. Cap, thank you so much. All the other guys he mentioned, you guys are wonderful characters. Coach, we're going to go to a break. We'll come back. We're going to go to halftime, though. We're going to have a couple commercial breaks, get some water, and come back with a kick return question. Is that okay? Sounds great. Coach Chris Capazito, recruiting coordinator, linebackers coach at Stacked. Halftime, we'll be right back. The Big Four, a physical education book written by Coach Anthony Stone, can be purchased through the following locations, Amazon, iTunes, BarnesandNoble.com, and Kobo. Brunch, $30. Hey, that's okay, Wendy. That was a good carry. You're still the man. You're the man. Latte, $4. Ooh, shake it off, Johnny. Rub some dirt on it. New piano, $3,000. All right, guys. They're not saying boo. They're saying movers. Supporting your team. Sorry, Bobby. You still got the best dog in the neighborhood. There are some things money can't buy. 
For everything else, there's MasterCard. This is VCAP, right? Back from halftime, Coach Stone, podcast number 26. We got Coach Chris Capazito on the line. He's a recruiting coordinator and linebackers coach at Stack. Coach, kick return question. Here we go. How does coaching influence your classroom and vice versa? Go ahead. So this is a question that I, I couldn't have possibly answered early in my career because I would have said there is none. But now I realize the piece about building relationships with student athletes or just students in general is so important. The trust that you put in your students and they in turn put in you is the same that you put into an athlete on the field. So it's the little things. It's standing outside my door before every class and shaking hands with every student that walks in, looking them in in the eye and saying good morning. Uh, It's the opportunity to build relationships, asking them what's going on and what their interest is and trying to to find common ground. You know, anybody that knows me knows I'm I'm not a big basketball fan, but I had a group of students this year that were so in tune with the NBA playoffs that I did the impossible and I watched from the conference finals through the, the finals just so I could speak to my students. And that would have been something I would do with my student athletes all the time. But taking that into my classroom, it was transformative. Having my students now go, oh, he, he doesn't like basketball, but he invested that time just so he could talk to us, showed them that I was willing to be vulnerable and talk about something that I don't know anything about just so that we could get on the same level. And it's so important, especially with today's students. You know, we often forget we have a thousand distractions as adults. They have a million as kids. They could do anything they want at the touch of a button. And with that, keeping them engaged is important, and it goes to those relationships that you build from the start. Walking in and and saying good morning, it's something so little. But my students will know if something's bothering me because they'll see a change in my facial expression. It doesn't have to be my demeanor, just a facial expression, and they'll call me out on it because they have a relationship with me and I do them. The same way if I walk out on the field, the kids would be like, Coach, what's wrong? It's now gone into my classroom. The idea of working in groups, giving them something where they're competing, that's crept into my classroom, competing in a positive way. But that goes to, again, some of the things I learned in USA football in terms of drill management, I use in my classroom. Hey, this one we're competing, but it's only 70% because I'm giving you scaffolds to help you get there. So you're only competing to a point so that there's no hard feelings and no hurt feelings. But at the same time, they do have that energy about them to, to achieve success. It's been awesome watching my kids grow the last couple of years because of doing those things. This year I had an inner visitation where I had the entire social studies department come watch me teach in one class, along with my, my assistant principal. And one of the teachers says to the assistant principal, oh, must be nice inviting us to, to uh, his best class. And she mm-hmm. turns to him and goes, this isn't his best class. His honors classes are in the afternoon. These students are, have some challenges. And he's like, but they're all doing everything that's been asked without having to reiterate or having to redirect. They self-direct. And she was like, yeah, exactly. This is where we need to get to. And that doesn't come from discipline in the classroom. I haven't yelled in years on purpose. 
That's a lie. I yelled one time because somebody wrote one of those thank you cards I previously talked about. They made a joke out of it, and I got really upset because it really could have been a problem. But other than that, I haven't yelled in my classroom in a decade because I learned that students shut down. But I learned that on the field. You scream your head off at a kid. Yeah, there are a couple of kids that you can light a fire under, but that's not the fire you want to light. Nope. You have to find the right button to push. And it's the same thing in the classroom. The kid, if somebody forgets to sign the late log when they come into class, am I going to make it a big deal and make a scene? No. Somebody else in class is going to say, hey, you forgot to sign the late log. Just go sign. So he, he, he fixes your attendance. And it's no issue. They take care of it. And it goes back to that building relationships, treating them like they're human beings, and making sure that they're confident and set up to achieve success. That's awesome. That is great. Coach, let's just do this. Going to, we're going to go to commercial break, and then when we come back, we're going to go second drive question, okay? Sounds great to me. There we go. Coach Chris Capazito, recruiting coordinator and linebackers coach at Stack. Coach Stone, podcast number 26. We'll be right back. What legacy will you leave as a coach? The three-dimensional coaching framework empowers coaches at every level to fulfill their transformational purpose by helping them become fundamentally sound, skilled at coaching the mind, and focused on developing the heart. Are you needing to take courses to meet professional development or recertification requirements? If so, check out the different online 3D coaching course offerings at 3dinstitute.com. You can even take the 3D coaching course for three graduate credits. Make sure you use the coupon UNITEALL to save 10% on your entire cart. That's UNITEALL, no spaces, all one word, at 3dinstitute.com. Back from Coach Stone Podcast number 26, we got Coach Cap on the line, recruiting coordinator, linebackers coach at Stack. Coach, here we go, second drive question. What is your current coaching role? I know I've been saying it over and over again. And then tell the audience, what is sprint football? Because a lot of people are going to be like, what's that, fast football, no auto football? No, explain to them everything, the story behind it and everything with those two-part questions. What is your coaching sure. role? What is your coach, current co- role in coaching? And what is sprint football? Go ahead, Coach. So I have uh, a great opportunity currently to coach – sprint football at my alma mater, St. Thomas Aquinas College. Um, And and real quick, I'll give give the quick backstory on how uh, that came to be. A good friend of mine, an athletic director over at uh, Alexander Hamilton High School, Rob Pollack, reached out to me uh, and said, hey, send me a copy of an article about uh, Coach Barry, Coach Matt Barry taking over and starting this program at St. Thomas Aquinas College in sprint football and said, hey, you'd be great to go join them. You know, why don't you send him a message? And I was a little shy about it and said, you know, hey, if he, uh, you reach out to him and he wants to talk to me, I'd be happy to sit down with him. Um, and so he did. I, I didn't expect him to, and he reached out by the next morning. I think I got a message at 8 a.m. that Coach Barry is waiting for your phone call. And we, uh, we sat down a, a couple days later, um, actually a day after I had surgery, uh, and I didn't tell him until I sat down with him um, because obviously you never want to blow off an interview. So let that be a lesson to everybody. Hey, kind of persevere through situations. Uh, Wasn't the best uh, opportunity to sit down, but needed to. And, you know, Coach Barry and I go back for over a decade at this point 
you know, when I was working at Clarkstown North, he was the school resource officer and, you know, he's a fantastic man. You know, I was really excited to, one, have the opportunity to coach at my alma mater, which who wouldn't love that? Um, It's a fantastic small school, Rockland County, first college football program in Rockland County. And currently I have taken over as the recruiting coordinator, um, the linebackers coach, and we get started later on in August and play our first game September 15th, and I couldn't be more excited. You know, when I take students on campus tours at St. Thomas Aquinas College, I speak from the heart. I had some fantastic professors that truly cared about educating the whole student We work for a fantastic athletic director, Jerry Oswalt, really in tune with the game, really in in touch with the the pulse of St. Thomas Aquinas College. Uh, The school has embraced us. They've bought in. They are behind us. They support us. They just built us a brand-new practice facility. Couldn't be better. The opportunity now to see that grow over the next, you know, coming years it's fantastic. We're working with a great group of guys. And like I said, I can't say enough great things about Coach Barry, the way he, he just addresses every day and finds ways to get better. They did a fantastic job bringing in our recruiting class for the inaugural season. And, you know, I can only say that I had a small role in that because I came on late, but I'm looking forward to taking even that class. And obviously the goal of any college is to just keep building better recruiting classes year after year. And as a recruiting coordinator, kind of facilitating all that and building relationships with high school student-athletes that could potentially play at St. Thomas Aquinas College, it's fantastic because I know the most important piece is four years from now when they walk out with that St. Thomas Aquinas College degree, they're going to have doors that open up that are just fantastic. You know, we're right outside of New York City. You know, internships throughout the city. Internships with some of the best organizations in the world. And it's at their fingertips. They have such a great opportunity that I don't even think they realize how awesome that opportunity is yet. You know, we bring the kids on the tour and they love the university. They love the cafeteria. They love the people. Everybody is friendly. And it goes to say something about our school community. And it's something that even when I was going there, I may have taken for granted, and now as an alumni and as a, as a coach, I can't say enough great things, and I mean them. You know, whenever you're coaching at a school, you say what you, you know, the right things to say, and you mean them. But I am speaking from the heart when I talk about Stack. It is a great place. It is unique. It is in a wonderful community, and I had the privilege of growing up in this community. You know, I literally live one traffic light from the university. It's, it's great. And, you know, I have two degrees from there. I have my, my bachelor's in history and my master's in science of teaching from the university. So when I talk to a parent and they say, is it a good school, I can look them in the eye and say, absolutely, every opportunity I've gotten as an adult comes directly from my experience at St. Thomas Aquinas. With that, you asked about sprint football. And this is my my favorite 
when I talked to people like my father who thought I was saying spring football at first, and I had to literally spell it sprint, S-P-R-I-N-T, for him. And sprint football is traditional football, only with a 178-pound weight limit. So we are part of the Collegiate Sprint Football League, which has been around since before World War II. Currently, it consists of 10 teams. Obviously, St. Thomas Aquinas College being the youngest of the teams. Uh, Some of the schools that would be more well-known to the general public would be Army West Point and the United States Naval Academy, as well as Ivy League schools Cornell and Penn. Then we also have um, Chestnut Hill College, Franklin Pierce, Mansfield University, Post University, and Caldwell in New Jersey. It's a great conference with a great group of coaches in very different settings. Like growing up in Rockland County, about an hour from West Point, one of my favorite trips growing up was to go to Mikey Stadium. And I'm going to get the opportunity this year to coach at West Point. Now, they don't play in Mikey. They play in actually what I feel is an even better venue being on the Hudson River and getting the opportunity to play football there. In a lot of ways, it's a dream come true getting the opportunity to travel with the team up to New Hampshire this year at Franklin Pierce. Um, We open up our season September 15th, a home night game at at the Torn Valley Athletic Complex um, against Post University. It doesn't get better than this. You know, it's great football. It's a fast pace because everybody's 170 pounds, some 178 pounds or lighter. And people, these young men are playing for the love of the game. You know, the likelihood of them playing on Sunday is obviously lessened. We're going around and we're recruiting athletes that may be overlooked because of size. So they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder but love the game of football. And they're getting to go out, get a wonderful education at some of the best schools in the country, and then going out and playing football afterwards after classes are done day in and day out and then get unique experiences like going to Army, going to Navy, going and visiting Ivy League schools. It doesn't get any better than that. That's awesome. Coach, let's do this. Let's go to a commercial break. We'll come right back, and we'll do the two-minute warning. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Perfect. Coach Stone, podcast number 26. Coach Chris Capazito, recruiting coordinator, linebackers coach at Stack. We'll be right back. The safety of your players is more important than ever. As the game changes to protect the players, TechoTube USA is a leading way with the original innovative product design not only to practice safer, but promote and teach the best tackling technique. Invented in 2009 by professional rugby player and coach Glenn Remnant, TechoTube allows the players to simulate real game situations, track and tackle a moving target, promote great body position, and improve technique, and timing. Coaches in the U.S. and all over the globe are using TackleTube to promote a safer and more effective way to tackle. Unlike other bags that have a limited use, there are many ways to use a tackle tube in your practice, both in season and out of the season. Drills for every position, tackle tube never needs to leave the practice field. Check us out at TackleTubeUSA.com or on our YouTube channel and all social media. Look for Tackle Tube USA. 
Back from commercial break, Coach Stone podcast number 26. We got Coach Cap on the line, recruiting coordinator and linebackers coach at Stack. Coach, here we go. Two-minute warning. The floor is yours. I mean, you've already talked about a lot today, you know, why you coach, people that influence you. You're making me cry even though, you know, I, I do that all the time. But do me a favor. Give us two minutes or more words of wisdom. Two-minute warning, yours. So I guess – the biggest takeaway I would love for people to get from listening to me speak is the importance of the relationships as coaches we build with players and as players we build with coaches and carrying that over into our real lives and building relationships with the people that are most important to us. Every day we have an opportunity to get better and to compete in life. But if you forget those people that have helped you get to where you are, you're leaving out a large portion of who you are. And to truly be reflective in everything that you do, whether you succeed or you fail, go back and take that time and say, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? And how can I go back and and lean upon those people that are most important to me to help pick me up when things are down or to celebrate when things are great? Because at the end of the day, if you don't have those people that it, you don't acknowledge those people that have supported you for years, then what have you truly done? If you're looking back and you're standing on top of a mountain by yourself, you have a long trek back down that mountain when you're done by yourself. If you mm-hmm. go up with a group, you're going to go back down that mountain together and you can do it again because you have those people to rely on you rely on when things get rough things to embrace when things are positive. You know, looking at my relationships with with my coaches, with my friends, there are things that I didn't do enough of early on in life to say thank you. And I hope moving forward, and I've been doing it for the last year or so, really making sure that I embrace the people that have helped me when when times are tough. And, you know, I lean on my friends. Coach, you know, I lean on coaches that I've worked with, like Coach DiMatteo over in Yonkers. He is a constant sounding board, and when things are rough, he'll call to make sure I'm good, but then let me fight it through and then wants to be there when things get back on track. He'll be the one to send me a text message that says, hey, you deserve this. You know, when I doubt myself, he'll be there to remind me that, hey, you have nothing to doubt. You know, you've worked hard to get where you are. Don't take it for granted. You know, people like you, Stone, you know, you don't realize how important you've been over the last year for me. You know, being that sounding board. And I don't always listen. I'll be the first one to admit. (laughs) But at the same time, hearing someone tell me, hey, make sure you're making the right decision. You know, and you may say, hey, you shouldn't do this. But it at least makes me think about what I'm doing. And I hope... When people listen to this, they take that. I need to make sure that I I embrace those relationships and I foster them, but I also am reflective in everything that I do so that I can continue to grow. That's that's awesome, man. And, hey, do me a favor, Coach. Give us your social media so people can start following you because if you don't have a million followers by now, you better have them after this show. (laughs) It's uh, at Coach Cap, S-T-A-C-F-B. So at Coach Cap Stack FB. Awesome. All right, Coach. Here's what's going to happen. I apologize for doing this to you. This is the, 
This is number 26, your favorite number. Yes, I did know that, you know, just so you know. Um, you are the only one besides Tackle 2 with Steve Sloan to go over in overtime. We're going to go to commercial break, and we're going to come back with an overtime question that's going to blow your mind, and I can't wait to hear the comments you're going to make. Are you ready for that? I am. We'll be right back, Coach Stone Podcast number 26. We're going to overtime after this commercial break with Coach Chris Capazito, recruiting coordinator, linebackers coach at Stack. We'll be right back. Safe contact, sound fundamentals. Tackle bar football is a safer approach that preserves the tradition and fundamentals of the football game. What is tackle bar football? Tackle bar football is a safer approach to the game that preserves the tradition and spirit of the sport. Players wear traditional football equipment plus a tackle bar harness that holds two foam bars across the lower back. The defender must attract and engage with a proper arm tackling technique while wrapping the ball carrier and ripping a bar from the harness. With this approach, players stay on their feet rather than taking the ball carrier to the ground. Tackle bar. Back from commercial break, we are in overtime with Coach Cap. Coach Cap, here we go, overtime question. How do you see football evolving in the next five to ten years? The, I mean, every, every guest I have, I should ask this question. But I'm asking you right now. How is it evolving in the next five, ten years? The floor is yours. Overtime. So football, obviously, in the last few years, has made a significant shift towards making the game safer. And with that, you know, you have your old school guys that are going to push back and you have your new school guys that are embracing change. I think over the next five to ten years, you're going to continue to see that growth in coaching education. I think the coaching community that you see on Twitter is unique and fantastic, and sharing best practices is only going to help grow the game in a positive way. Going back to everything I've said today, those positive experiences that we are giving student-athletes are only going to help them achieve more. So in order for the game to fully succeed, we need to evolve as coaches, and the best way to do that is through education. Seeing some of the best coaches in the country do Ask Me Anythings on Twitter or doing, you know, a football chat. You know, you go through and you see offensive line chats, which, you know, as a defensive coach, gives me perspectives on how to attack. But also at the same time, you see other football chats where they're going into best practices and tackling. You're seeing a discussion develop, and you don't see the trolling that you do in the rest of social media. And I think that's because you're seeing the community of football embrace what needs to be done, that growth that needs to take place. And I'm proud to say that we were a part of that initial shift and seeing that continue to grow. And I think you're going to see a lot of opportunities in clinics go far beyond just scheme. You're going to start seeing these go into technique, character development, team building, because that's where football is going. Embrace the really great pieces of the game that are going to transform a student-athlete from just a kid that's trying to stay busy to a young man or young woman. And I blame Stone for teaching me that it always has to be young men 
and young women because of the experience you gave me to help scout in Australia. That was fantastic, and I still owe you for that. Well, I appreciate it, man. And the girls, the, lady, the ladies miss you. I shouldn't say girls because every time I say girls, I always yell at coaches. Ladies, I apologize. It's always ladies. But, yeah, Coach, totally thank you for doing it. Um, with that, seeing them develop into strong young men and young women who are going to be the leaders in society moving forward. And you cannot have enough strong leaders in the 21st century. And I truly believe that you're going to see even more come out over the next five or 10 years because of the embracement of that football community that's really come about. Coach, that's awesome. With that being said, the game is over. I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. You know, we might have to get Coach Diggs on now. I don't know if he'll ever do it. We'll have to see if he'll get on next down the road with his tackling guru stuff. I want to thank everyone for listening to Coach Stone Podcast number 26. I want to thank J.C. Hawks Radio, J.C. Hawks Sports Network, and BJ. I want to thank Coach Capazito, recruiting coordinator and linebackers coach at Stack. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of any of my podcasts, you can listen to them on iTunes and Stitcher under J.C. Hawks Radio. Remember to go visit my website, CoachStoneFootball.com, for all the stuff I have to offer and free promo codes from products that I think would help you out as a coach or a player. Remember, if you haven't seen it, my book, Back to the Basics Football Drill Manual, is out. I highly recommend it. It is on Amazon.com for a hardcover or Kindle. Coach Cap. Again, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. We're going to leave the audience with this, Coach Cap. Always remember, instilling confidence by laying a foundation. Thank you very much, and have a great day. But, Coach Cap, we're not going to end like that. I got two claps for you, Coach. What do you say? Give me your Ric Flair. Woo! Coach Stone Podcast number 26. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Coach Stone Podcast. I can see